Blindsided, the Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Pete, and I'm joined by my good friend and producer, Jim. On today's episode, we are covering Season 41, Episode 9, After Show. No, is this Episode 10? This is 10. 10, Episode 10. Baby with a Machine Gun. Baby with a Machine Gun. That's what Erica referred to Shan as, which is kind of weird. I don't even understand it. I was hoping it was a Xander line, but... It's it's almost like uh, one of the, the tripwire lines to activate the idol. <laughs> it's so... Yeah, you're right. Uh, That's a good way of phrasing it. It is. I like, miss when, you know, like, really? honest, I miss in early Survivor when the titles, you know, were actually kind of thoughtful. They were, they were it might have been, like, there was a double entendre sometimes to yeah. the title. Now it's just a quote. Yeah, now what's it's the, just a quote. What's the wackiest quote? What's the yeah? What's the wackiest quote we can put in that might draw attention? Like I saw it and I was like, "Baby with the machine gun." I was like, "Man, what's gonna happen this episode?" And then within the first you know three minutes, you hear that line and you're like, uh, "Oh, there it is!" Roll credits. Yeah, exactly. So I guess let's give ourselves a little pat on the back. It's it's Thanksgiving Eve and we're still doing recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a broom cupboard in my buddy's apartment. Yeah, and I, I told all my friends to buzz off. Um, oh, like, really? Yeah, I had a couple people be like, "What's going on tonight?" And I was just like, "No." Oh, I hope you didn't cancel plans on my behalf. I know you're a little under the weather, but yeah, I, you know, for those out there, I got I'm not ill. Ill, I got the booster shot, and I'm feeling some adverse reactions to it. Pete finally got his first vaccine shot. My third. It took a okay. while to convince my him. My third. Okay, <laughs> I'm ahead of you now, but uh. <laughs> No, I I wasn't I wanted to do this is what I've made a tradition of the past few Thanksgiving Eves anyway is I lay low, I watch Survivor and I don't think this time last year obviously we podcasted but like if this is an extra wrinkle to it, sweet. I wake up tomorrow feeling ripped and ready to go for Thanksgiving. No, not the worst tradition. I'm I'm very excited for Thanksgiving myself. So everyone listening, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners out there. And now, Jim, I'm going to ask you to whip out that good old gong, please. Shan voted out tonight in a wild turn of events. I was really about the halfway through this episode, I was thinking of you and I was like, Jim must be loving this episode because there's no more production imprints. It's really the players playing and, and their emotions were really starting to get to them in this episode. And I was like, this is what Jim had been talking about on our podcast for a few weeks now is just like, when are the players going to make the season or break the season? And they're just making it like today was an excellent episode of you see the turmoil at this point in the game of trust versus a million dollars and like or growing to trust and growing to like and love like love was thrown out a lot this episode. And how these people have created such a nice bond okay. with each other. What, it's what now day is this? 17 was when. Okay. You no. Know, so we're less, we're like a week away from the end, I would say, close to it. Nine days. It's got to get cutthroat, but you got to see firsthand like the up and down, the highs and lows of what people were thinking. Yeah. It, it looked, I think the environment kind of contributed to that. It looked really cold on Fiji. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That, uh... This was like a perfect episode for them. They're like, we'll catch them at their lows physically, and 
we'll we'll draw like we'll focus all of our confessionals on drawing out their you know emotional instability here at this point in the game yeah i pete i'm gonna be honest i have to rewatch the episode because my own environment was different usually i'm just watching alone in my apartment and i was with several other people none of whom watched survivor so i was trying to explain it as i go so i didn't catch all the conversation and I, I'm not entirely sure how the vote went down. So can you explain that to me quick so I can kind of piece together the rest of it? Yes. So the, like the this is going to encapsulate the whole episode because it really starts with Deshaun back in the beginning of the episode. He has a, a confessional and he gets really emotional because he realizes that this season they've had an, like a once in a you know 41 opportunity to have an all-black alliance. And it's just hitting him now that if he wants to win, he's going to have to break that alliance and dismantle it. And so I thought that was an incredibly insightful confessional because, uh, yeah, for the first time, this is a minority-driven season and we're going to get those sorts of alliances. But I had yet to think of the impact of when is that alliance going to break down and how. And you saw it firsthand with him. He was He almost was crying out of the you know, the hypocritical sense or the, like, I'm the villain sense. Like, I'm going to, I'm realizing that I have to do this for myself. And, you know, like we, we made this alliance to, you know, show that we could do this as for black people. And now I'm going to be the one to dismantle it. And I think he was feeling all those emotions of like, how can I, like, you know, how has it come to this? But that's the reality of the game when you're playing for a million of dollars. So Deshaun early in the episode was thinking like how, you know, he needs to get rid of Shan and uh, everybody else's plan, Danny, Danny's plan really was uh, post reward. It was, we got to get Ricard out, you know, Ricard won the reward. He picked people based on, you know, friendships and kind of like what Danny said would be appeasing the future jurors. And he was like, this guy's a threat. We got to get him out. So going into the immunity challenge, um, Ricard was on the block, but Deshaun was also on the chopping block because some things started circling that, you know, Deshaun was potentially going to betray the cookout alliance or the campout alliance. So uh, those two names are on the block, but Ricard wins immunity. So now that whole plan to get Ricard out is scrapped. And the reward challenge. What? And the reward challenge. Big episode from Ricard. Yes, he won Sorry both. Exactly. Huge. No, yeah, huge episode. And like, as soon as he won the reward, actually, he was like halfway through the reward and he was doing really well. And I said out loud, I was like, man, I was like, Ricard's going to get a target on his back pretty soon if he keeps winning. And sure enough, this whole episode, he won both. And, you know, the target is on his back. But since uh, they couldn't vote him out, everybody else's name started getting thrown out there. It was let's let's get rid of Erica because she's a big schemer. But then Ricard himself was like, I want to get Shan out here, which kind of came out of nowhere. You know, it could have been a very smooth Erica vote this episode, but Ricard was really the one who said, nope, this is the moment to get Shan out. And he got the ball rolling on that, got everyone involved except for Shan and Liana. And um, that's why the vote ended up the way it did, 3-3-2. So I will reemphasize my like 
dislike for Ricard. I just I cannot find him likable. Um, but I won't belabor that point. I think I think it's interesting that he chose this vote to get Shane out because maybe it's because you feel empowered because you have immunity. I think also it might have the fact that they went on a reward challenge and they had that the the moment at the reward right next to Xander and Heather, by the way, just talking yeah. right next to him again. I that whole that whole setup, it like the lighting was odd. It looked like they were like watching TV. I I thought they were like flash. <laughs> I thought they were gonna turn the the camera around and you'd see like the Africa setup, like they were watching something. They were on watching projector. a movie on a yeah. projector. Yeah. Uh, but I think having that touching moment together, he probably felt like that this was the most opportune moment to strike because she will never feel more comfortable with me than she does now. Possibly. Yeah. I think it was also a wake up call when he had that talk. It was like, Oh wow. Um, We're really getting down to it with eight. There's not much leeway left for me to try and get rid of her because having the idol, you would have to take a couple whacks at trying to get rid of Shan if, unless it is a complete blindside. So there's in in once you have eight seven six five there's there's a whole lot that could happen in that in that you know six day span where she ends up skating on by and he ends up getting taken out because of a failed attempt so that's my line of thinking is eight is eight and seven are those crucial numbers where there's still enough and there's a hierarchy where you can uh bump somebody off the top seat even with an idol but once you get down to 6-5, she's going to end up playing her idol and being safe at one of those. She could win an immunity, or she could just be so safe in the numbers that there's no way you get rid of her. So a lot, I think, hit him and woke him up. I mean, he made a huge play by devising this plan. And uh, Erica, I thought, almost ruined the plan by going to Danny because they had five. They had five. It would be five to three. But she was worried that if Shan played her idol, she would go home. So she risked blowing up the entire plan. If she went to Danny and Danny was like, oh, hell no, I'm not getting rid of Shan. Well, she risked it because she didn't want to go home. That's a reasonable reason to risk it. Yeah, it's just, you know, they had a very solid plan going until she walked up to Danny. And it was a very, you know, home run or strikeout swing with that play. And luckily, it worked out in her favor. So it goes to show that although Shan was poised to win the game, she had made enemies all across the place because everybody but Liana was open for business in terms of voting out Shan. Well, I think her signature was on the past three vote outs. You can't say Evie, obviously, but um, and and people had you know gleaned her reputation from the original. What was the name of that tribe? The Green Tribe? That, you know, she was the one. She Yatsai. was the driving force. Yatse? No, they were Ua. They were Ua. Sorry. Ua. Oh, yeah, Ua. yeah, yeah. Yatse was yellow. I I don't think it was enemies so much as they just knew that she, you know. Was the one pulling the string. She's the biggest target by far. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, and now the next, next one up is Ricard. But if yeah, exactly. But I think, Jim, what we're noticing here is when we're talking about what's, what's shaping this new meta of Survivor. There is that recurring theme from the last era that nobody wants to have a leader in front of them. 
nobody in this modern survivor wants to be told who to vote for and when to do it. Everybody wants their voice to be heard. And if you are a leader, you're going to get chopped because that's really her only downfall. It's not like she's been rude or belittling. It's just that she wants her plays to be the ones that get called every week and people are sick of it. And that is what led that. Okay. Free her. Yeah. I got two thoughts on that Pete. And this is probably, this probably wraps up my thoughts in the episode. Honestly, um, you did a good job breaking it down, but I think she was conciliatory on the past vote with Nasir because she wanted to vote Heather off. Um, and then she made the concession to Ricard that it was smarter to blindside Nasir, get his idol out, even if they could work with him down the road. And using the ex- using her extra vote, I threw in a little episode description uh, for the last podcast because I, when I was editing it, I realized that I was just, you know, I, I hadn't fully processed the the reason behind why they threw the extra vote um it was really conservative but i guess at that point it was the right move but in the end being conservative and being conciliatory is what what got her voted off in my opinion um and you said so you said this new meta of survivor um yeah what is this new era that we're going into i wrote this is the only note i took on the episode um, this is what Jeff said. Jeff said the new survivor is forcing you to have relationships with a lot of players because alliances are hard to hold on to. I just think that's straight bull. When has it ever been the case that it wasn't important to have alliance, have relationships with everyone? Um, I mean, old school. There, there's a lot of examples of like an alliance just running train. Like you look, I always love looking at Marquesa. I love looking at Marquesa. The row two four had the game until they didn't. And because they had no relationships with the people that they outcasted, they one by one got eliminated. None of them had a chance to, you know, swing back and survive. Like it was it. You chose to have closed off relationships. But that hasn't been true for a long time. No, and, we went through the voting block where it's really like very small alliances that people switch and fit into. And okay, so Shan's whole story is that she was the power block of her tribe and she never had to she never really had to deviate from that. So that runs that that runs contrary to what Jeff says. I think yeah. in this new meta, quote unquote, the Amount of advantages and twists being thrown in the game affects the players' strategies into making them more conservative because they don't know what's going to happen. So they have to fall back on previous relationships. They they make conservative moves like Shan did last episode, and they aren't risky when they have the opportunity to be risky. And I I I the mythology building in game for a season that's occurring now for this new survivor. I don't like, I don't like how they're doing that. You got, I, I think it's, it's wrong. It's not true in this current scenario. And that's not how like you build a new meta, you know, but I'm saying that. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm just like a, I'm blowing hot air a lot of the time, but I'm saying that, but, I mean, there haven't been any new advantages in the game in a while. No, but I like that. 
I, I do like, like it. It's odd. I can't really get a grip on the season. So, Shane Vodoff, really big move. I'm I'm happy. I'm on the one hand, I'm happy it happened. A huge blindside. Another idol. Two episodes in a row where someone went home with an idol in their pocket. Yeah, we have yet but, to see an idol play this season. Still. I, yeah, it's really odd. I have to. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this episode again. I don't have. I haven't really like really wrap my mind around everything that's going on but and i the last like three vote offs two of the biggest players have been voted off um Ricard, I would say three out of the four i would say evie nasir and chan i, I know like we kind of think nasir was goofy but i think nasir oh, i love nasir i love nasir and by the way serious serious player coming yeah, down to it by the way the, uh, the um and he got taken out by a serious player in shan yeah like so I think the, three out of the last four vote. The Rosevid of him and Evie is fantastic. Oh, I got to check like I said out. before, I, I, I kind of broke my rule where I, I listened to other podcasts and I ended up watching their Ponderosa video. Ponderosa video definitely worked it. Nasir okay. is awesome. Yeah. Anyone that I've seen of the episode of the seasons live that I've watched, I want Nasir to come back the most. I don't know. What about Shan? I'm thinking uh, this is not the last time we see her. It's not the last time we see Shan for sure. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what happens from here on. And I, I, I did not like that. Uh, the last thing I want to say is I just did not like the uh, the sentimental music at the end when she was getting. Oh yeah. Off. No. The Sarah uh, McLaughlin edit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Miss me. Miss you with that? Really? I yeah. thought it was kind of fitting because it was one of those where everybody knew everybody was on the same page that this was the player of the season, and she just got blindsided maybe it was sentimental music for the end of the season because i do think you know who knows i think, I think it was i think it was goes home uh what happens if her card goes home next i i kind of thought they were setting then they're low-key setting up deshaun and liana to to duke it out like imagine a final three with deshaun liana and xander who do you vote for I don't know. I'm exactly. growing every episode. I'm growing less and less impressed by Xander and Liana. Liana said one of the dumbest things <laughs> at Tribal, and we were all rolling our eyes at what she said. And uh, Xander just seems like he doesn't have relationships with everyone else. I yeah, think I know he, he, he will lose. He loses one third of the outwit outplay outlast, but you know that's almost environmentally disadvantaged uh, since his entire tribe has been voted out. Um, but are they going to give him? Uh, you know, I, would, I don't think so. I would, you don't think so? I would think no, so. I don't think so. No, I, I don't think that they'd give him a vote. So that's what, like, there's a whole lot of, that's that's the cool thing, though, is like, yeah, we got rid of Shan, but now that you just got rid of an automatic winner, it's like, all right, now who's next to rise to the surface? Who's going to float too close to the sun too too soon and get burned? You know, like, what? That that's the beauty of Survivor in this that's the only, I'll say this, that is the only silver lining of this new meta where the, the if you are a tall blade of grass and you get your head chopped off, the only silver lining is, okay, who's next now? We lost a great player, but who's going to step up? Because clearly, you know, like it's, it's mediocre, uh, mediocre players who make one good play that then they gain some momentum and become a good player themselves. And that is what has been happening in past seasons, and that's clearly what's happening here. You look yes. at players like Erica, Ricard, Deshaun, and you're like, okay, the media, the cream is going to rise here. Like, Let's see 
who truly stands out. You'd hope. I oh, absolutely. I'm, That's I'm, I'm nervous that optimist. Not to make a false equivalency here, um, but because season forty has about as much in common with this season as season thirty. You know, I don't think they're very similar. But Tony's edit really began, I think, when he uh, Sophie got voted off. Um, they really built up Sophie as this kind of this emergent threat, this big villain, the, the big baddie. Or not baddie, but, you know, she was the one to beat at that point. Yeah. And then they almost used that, building up that edit, and then her getting voted off as the slingshot into the winner's edit. So and that's I, what you're thinking we're going to see. Yeah, it. not to get all edgic, which... No, I think you're right, though. Toes, I hate that. Word, that's why I've but, been saying Deshaun a lot is because who's been getting a lot of confessionals recently? Yeah, so it's yeah, Deshaun. It's Deshaun. Who, but who takes credit for this? I guess it's Ricard, right? Ricard takes credit for this. Oh or yeah, do, big does time. He share with Deshaun. Uh, I wouldn't. I would say it was Ricard because he should have been the toughest person to sway. But he was the one who actually went to people. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah, I'm Ricard, right. I am taking full ownership of that. I just don't think I think what Ricard said to Shan at um the reward is true. I don't I I don't think it's just me. I don't think people necessarily like Ricard. Like I think Ricard went to a couple people that get the Shan vote, but I think in the end other people did the dirty work with Erica and Heather and maybe even Xander. I don't think he has a lot of social sway. So I just I wonder yeah. I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah, me too. Um it was a great episode, though, because it got like the, you know, the tree is completely shaken here. One idol left still hasn't, you know, still waiting on one to be played. And it would be great to see it be played in a in a memorable fashion. So there's a lot to look forward to in the next nine days. I think we have uh, two episodes left before the finale. It's gone fast. Yeah. So crazy fast season. And it hasn't disappointed. I'm I'm really thinking right now this is a top half season. That's fair. You know? And then we'll see how the, the the end shakes out to see if I can really place this, you know, comparatively with some of my other favorite seasons or at least yeah. memorable seasons. I'm watching this concurrently with Micronesia, and it's kind of skewing my opinion of it now a little bit. Oh my god, yes, Micronesia is so cheating. good. Yeah, that's cheating. It is. It, it, it's not a smart idea, but I can't help myself. Oh, all right. Well, Jim, are you all wrapped up? My final thought is just once again, happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners. Hopefully we're catching you guys while you're traveling to or from your Thanksgiving festivities. It's got, it's from, I'm not editing this tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> well, some people, you know, go, some people go to have a late Thanksgiving, second Thanksgiving, yeah, second yeah. Thanksgiving. So maybe they'll be on their way there. But that's it for me. Are you all set? I'm all set. All right, then. The tribe is spoken, and it's time for us to go. For the guys here at Blindside, we'll see you next time on Survivor.